Whatever's holding you back from joining and becoming a Revelation Wellness instructor is number one, a lie from the pit of hell. Um, if it's money, God owns the cattle on a thousand hills and he can sell one cow and you'll get here. He'll take care of you. He always does. The, God's math is amazing. He always works out the money. So you should just, I mean, that one is just like, toss it aside. Now the fears are real and they come storming in. Um, I am, uh, I was, I was a fearful personality coming in here and I was very insecure. Uh, growing up, I learned to just, to be a quiet person, to be an introvert and just to keep things inside, to keep silent, to stay quiet, because that's the kind of person that people want. They don't want you to be loud. You're too much, they can't handle you. But that's not what God says. Um, there are so many lies that the enemy will bring in, um, especially through fear. And I would say if that is what's holding you back, you gotta push through. You gotta ask people to be praying really got to ask your people to be praying and you talk to the revelation wellness call them email them um, you can get on messenger and uh, Facebook messenger people and they will reach back to you they love you they don't even know you yet and they love you they want you to experience the father's love so don't hold back because of fear it's not worth it it's not worth it you're missing out on freedom you gotta come you gotta be set free you will not be sorry, I can promise you that. You will not regret it. Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. My name is Elisa Keaton, and we are gonna do something we call revving the word. But before we get going, you heard a testimony. <laughs> um, I know these testimonies are specific towards kind of the thing we love to do. This is our, this is our, our biggest call in this mini ministry is to raise up leaders, to disciple others who will go out and disciple others. But if I hope these testimonies are unleashing something in you, just because as Nikki there was sharing, there's something that God calls us to that's part of our, it's connected to our, our, our purpose. We have identity and we have purpose. Every human has identity and purpose. Identity comes before purpose. Often we get those two mixed up. We'll try to find our identity and our purpose. But you are here and you know who you are. You're a child of God. And as children of God, we're called to something. And it's actually all behavioral, your mental health experts will say, it's in doing your purpose. When you're doing that, you'll actually, um, people who are, are doing the thing that they know they love and are, are living to do, in a sense, it gives them purpose every day to wake up and go do that, even on the hardest of days, especially when they overcome the hardest of days. The payoff, the, the rewards that we reap of soul, there is no drug that will give it to you. There is no numbing device. There's nothing on this earth that will give you that satisfaction of soul when you know who you are and what you're living for. And fear will come against you in all directions all the time. 
fear is not of the Lord, <laughs> but he uses it. So we're telling you, it's okay to be afraid. You might feel afraid. You're gonna to need to notice that. That's what we do in these podcasts here. We're gonna have you come into your fullness, your full body presence, the sense of what's going on in you. So please use these workouts to engage with yourself, not to disengage, okay? So if you are called to instructor training and fear is holding you back, and I love how Nikki's like, if it's finances, let's just put that to the side. It's that's, we got, he's got that covered. And live as if you know he's gonna, that will come through. Now it's processing and, and metabolizing this fear. But here's the thing, if you don't do it <laughs> because of fear, you will feel a sense of discontentment for a long time. I don't want that for you. You don't want that for you. So come get unstuck. I love what Nikki said too about how, talk to our Revelation Wellness Advisors, make the phone call. They love you, we love you. Why? Because we want you to encounter the Father's heart and the, the word encounter the Father's heart. And here's, I'm gonna say one more thing before we get going. The reason you're here is because you're about to experience something and life is lived out in the theater of the body. That's not my quote, that's Bessel van der Kolk. He's a, 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 a psychotherapist, well-known, wrote a great book called The Body Keeps the Score. And we believe wholeheartedly, it's very young in neuroscience about this, this, this behavioral science. Why do we not get better when we know better? <laughs> and life gets lived out in the theater of the body. So we've experienced things in our body and an experiential encounter with God will change everything. You can talk about him all day long. You can study about him all day long. You can be up in your reasoning cognitive brain all day long in a calm moment. But when a terrible moment comes, we all jump back down into our limbic brain, our young brain, our early brain, where we've encountered and experienced trouble. Coming to instructor training retreat, if you only did it for your own health and wholeness and healing, because it's an experience of the Father's heart, because you, <laughs> you will feel mad, bad, sad, scared, and joy that will overcome. So some of you are called just for your own self to, to become a leader in your own soul. And some of you know you are to take this message to people. Don't wait any longer, swipe up. You have one week. This is crazy pants, one week to join. Okay, enough said. We're gonna move our body and listen to the word of God and let him undo and redo our hearts. Let's get the playlist going in three, two, one, play. All right, so, love this. Are you excited to be here? Everyone, Say yes, and I want you to posture your body, whether you're walking, jogging, hiking, biking, lifting weights, cleaning dishes, cleaning the house, mowing the lawn. I want you to posture your body in a, a victory posture. Feet firm, heart lifted, chin up, Drop your tailbone just a bit. That's good. That's so good. Make a choice with your mind. Lead the body with your mind. And guess what? 
amazing. You can lead your mind with your body. It's true. They talk to each other. Again, because experience gets stored in the body. All right, so Lord, thank you. We are so grateful that you see us, you know us, you love us, you call us by name, that we are always with you and everything that is yours is ours. Thank you, God. And the minute we accept you into our heart and say, Jesus, save me. The minute we know you died so we could have life and life abundant, we get all of this abundance, inheritance, victory over sin, the grave, victory over fear, victory every time. So that's why, you know, the, the universal sign for joy, God, is arms punched up in the air joy so we enter here God with our hearts the arms of our hearts stretched wide right now everyone I want you to see your heart widening towards your shoulder blades yeah thank you God for making space in us today come and heal us change us everyone say change me God in Jesus' name, amen. So here's the thing. I promise you, this is going to change everything. I want you to stay in this workout. Do your best to stay connected to the suffering, to the moments when we increase our efforts Stay connected. And some of you might have to do that by repeating this word. Jesus loves me. <laughs> Just Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. So you use your mouth if your mind wants to wander away. Okay, we're still warming up on a scale of one to 10. I want you to be one being laying in bed, looking at the ceiling, awake, heartbeat beating. You're coherent, but not really moving. That's a one. 10 is all out effort. We live our day, shoot, around two or three. So right now be about a five, six, moving towards a seven. That's where you, Feel your heartbeat. You're noticing your breath, but you're smiling, okay? All right. Scripture today. Nourish yourself on this, everyone. I've never taught on this, and I felt like it's time to teach on it. Matthew 9, verse 35. This few sentences, three passages titled, The Harvest is Plentiful, but the Workers are Few. 
And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. Let's just have a picture of that in our mind right now. Come on. What a good God. A kind God. He came for a purpose. He didn't sit back and say, serve me. He got right in and started serving from his identity as the beloved son with whom God is well pleased. Yeah. So Jesus going about the Father's business, <laughs> cities, villages, synagogues, anywhere the Father said go, he went proclaiming the kingdom, right? Because he's telling people something new now. <laughs> Jesus came to reveal the Father and the works of heaven how heaven works. Read all of Matthew 6 and Matthew 5. The Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus introduces a new kingdom. Verse 36. Oh, and by the way, he's healing every disease. Of course he is. Everyone, I need you to move up towards an eight. How do you know you're an eight? because you have to open your mouth to breathe, but I want you to still breathe through your nose. Don't be a mouth breather. But it feels more comfortable. You can't close your mouth and make this happen. You need both your mouth to fill with air for the lungs and the nose. The nose cleanses the air. <laughs> Come up towards an eight. Maybe it's a seven and a half. It's comfortably uncomfortable. Come on. Verse 36. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Mm -hmm. Anyone here? Harassed and helpless, feeling confused, rejected, cast out, not enough, too much, hush, just torment of the soul, lacking peace, like a sheep without a shepherd. Come on, not any longer. You're here right now, and the shepherd whose voice you were born to hear saying to you right now, I love it when you press into hard things and smile and do it with a smile. This is a get to. I would never ask anything of you that isn't for increase. Verse 37. 
Jesus sees all these harassed people. He has compassion on them. I thought he was even feeling a little overwhelmed. And remember, he was human. Kind of like, man, all these people. I'm one person. How are we going to help these people? They need some leadership. They need a compassionate heart. They need a voice. And then he jumps right into our verse 37. He turns to his disciples and he says, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly for the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. You guys, our prayers release the people. Right now, in Jesus' name, Satan, let go of God's people. <laughs> for those who are sent and sitting on the sidelines, right now, everyone say, in Jesus' name, go. Be released. Be free. Everyone, want a 30-second push when I say go. Recover, 15 seconds, and you'll go again, yes, and you'll smile about it. Come on, I don't care if your increased effort is clapping your hands, increase your integrity, your coherence, your connection to yourself, go. to be saying with your mouth, Jesus loves me. He loves me. He's with me. Recover. 15 seconds. You're going to do one more. You're getting half the recovery time. You can do this. You're doing it. It's not an if or can. You are. Go. All the way through till you hear no more nothing. Use the back side of your muscle. Come on. Muscles you can't see. Hamstrings, glutes, posterior chest muscles. Lift your heart. You're probably could be dragging down. Three, two, recover. Everyone? So full recovery, whatever you want to do for three minutes, 
be good to do, but it has to feel you're not striving at all. You're not anaerobic, which means without oxygen. I want you with oxygen. Breathing through the nose, mouth, maybe just the nose for a few breaths. The whole point here is to let the heart rate come down. Don't fall into the, some of you are recovering fitness junkies where you think more is better. And that's not true. Better's better. Take the rest. Take the recovery. This isn't a rest. It's a recovery. Take it. All right, the harvest is plenty. Laborers are few, Jesus said. So, something about, look at this is where I want you to see, it's, it's interesting. This is where Jesus is so Jedi. <laughs> he does these Jedi moves. And then he does things we don't expect, like spitting in the mud and rubbing it on people's eyes. <laughs> kneeling down and writing something in the sand. He's so Jedi, I love it. And if you wanna have more Jedi moves in your life, first of all, if you don't know what a Jedi is, watch Star Wars. <laughs> it's just this quiet, calm, and authority that all that is good in the world is in you and wants to work through you. And it comes through being as innocent as a dove and as shrewd as a snake. So Jesus sees these people. He's going cities, villages, synagogues. So he's seeing religious people in the synagogues and they're frozen, stuck. He doesn't see freedom anywhere. In the cities, villages, proclaiming and healing, right? He's doing the works of God. He's doing what he was sent to do but he still feels overwhelmed. I'm just gonna say the word, overwhelmed, my gosh. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they are harassed and helpless. Compassion means to be with the suffering. He's feeling it, which is why your feelings are so powerful. Don't dumb them or numb them. They're powerful. So he sees the people, and what does he do? He turns to his disciples. It's like he's saying, this is a perfect setup for you. He sees them like sheep without a shepherd. All right, let's talk a little bit about sheep and shepherds. I'm sure you've heard many things about it. Or I'm gonna assume, we can't assume, let's not be religious people with the spirit of dumb and think everyone should know this. There are people here that don't understand sheep and shepherd and so listen to me. It's a good question. That is a, what is this 
sheep shepherd thing. And for those of us who have heard it a thousand times, bow down your heart. Bow it down. Because if we think we've nailed it, we got it, man, it's an obstinate heart. Everyone, one minute, go towards an eight, maybe a nine. One minute, come on. You do that. Come on. Keep your mind here, though. Move that body. Keep your mind here. Your heart and your mind talking, getting smarter, wiser. Sheep. Listen to me. Contrary to what you may have heard people say, sheep are not stupid. They're just helpless. They don't have fangs, talons, and, and they love, they travel in packs. They do not want to be alone. Sheep. Jesus calls us sheep. This is how we were meant to be together. Together, needing one another and a shepherd. Safety in numbers, recover. And the job of a shepherd, a shepherd doesn't condemn the sheep because he just goes, they're just sheep. But aren't they amazing? They're my sheep. They have value. Sheep, Jesus is using the language of the day. Agriculture. If you had sheep, cows, cattle, you had wealth. Think about that. We are the wealth of the Father's heart. You and me. The glory of God's heart, the doxa, the weightiness, the value in us. He sees us and says, valuable, my sheep. But it's so interesting, everyone. One minute, go. It's interesting that, <laughs> that Jesus didn't call us horses without cowboys or cattle without rangers. You know? Lions without a keeper. No. Sheep. Why? Because it keeps us humble. Humility is the entry point. Enter. Knowing that we are not the be-all, end-all point. We're just not. And sheep know this. Sheep know that the real value is in the shepherd. Recover. That anything we do is truly a grace, a gift, that the shepherd was with us. He led us. He traveled with us, highs, lows. The shepherd never leaves the sheep. But we do hear Jesus talk about leaving the sheep to go find the one lost. Which think about it, that means that the sheep, he kind of knows if they're together, they'll be okay. I'm gonna go get this one lost brother or sister. Exert. 
they'll be good. They've got each other. I'll be right back. Sheep, smart, not stupid, helpless, but better and stronger together. Good job. Doing great. You get another full recovery. About three and a half minutes this time. So bring it down. Seven, six, five, whatever you want. It's not a rest. Everyone lift your head. Turn your palms up. Just be so grateful. For this good shepherd you can go read in john 10 all about the sheep and shepherd so what jesus does is he sees these people harassed helpless remember because sheep are helpless they just need someone to come and help them the laborer so jesus sees the chaos, his heart breaks for them, but then he looks at the solution. And he says to his disciples, the harvest is plenty, and the workers are few. Pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers. Now I know some of us could interpret this as Okay, so my role is just to pray. Got it. Thanks, Elisa. <laughs> I love that we've got to look past. We've got to look deeper into the motives of Jesus' heart. What he's saying is, you see this need? I see it too. Let's talk about it. You come to me with a heart broken like mine for this chaos, this disorder. And let's pray about that together. Because prayer means conversation with God. And don't do it just to check the box. You do it because you see your heart bends like Jesus towards those who are feeling tormented, restless, lost, overwhelmed, feeling humiliated, ashamed. Come on, Holy Spirit, right now, I pray you give us empathy, divine empathy, to see people as sheep without shepherds. And let us sit with that weightiness, what it feels like for the heart of God to roam the earth. And while he's looking for those who are wholeheartedly devoted to him, he's seeing those with their heads down staring at their bellies, their feet in shame. Help us to feel what that feels like for the Father.
Thank you, Holy Spirit. You know, the closest thing I can equate it to, to get a heart like that, to have compassion, to, to rise up and want to earnestly pray. You know when I want to earnestly, you know when my prayers get the fiercest? <laughs> Mess with my kids. Come on, anyone, come on. You want quick access to my heart of the Father? Mess with my kids. Eight. Come to an eight. Come on. Now listen, I'm going to talk less in this song. This is our last working song. <laughs> when I feel the disorder, when, when I begin, you know, Jesus isn't just looking at the pain, he's actually feeling it. And he turns to the solutions. There is no lack in the kingdom. We are not in trouble. So he says, come to me, let's talk about this. So it's kind of when someone messes with my kids, the worst thing I could do is just respond or react, be a reactor and just go even the score or like Nikki, just go quiet and say nothing because you know, it'll pass. Nope, come and pray with the Father. Right now, I'm gonna just go quiet, let you move your feet, breathe, hear your breath. I don't want you to think about those who are hurting. <laughs> and if you can't think of that, think of those who have hurt you. Go. To practice their politics, stealing from Jesus' beautiful bride. Where the old Pharisees, Sadducees, heresies, you must get out of God's way. God is saying, Freedom to dance, freedom to sing. Come on, freedom to go. We're telling you, devil and God's people go. Come on, worship now, worship now, worship your God. Well done. That is not easy to do, but it is the right thing to do. It is moving in the right direction. Connecting back to the source or to the place, not the source, because God is not the source of evil, but the place of pain. Here's the thing, everyone. All of us lived harassed and helpless. If we aren't being led, shepherded to go about the Father's business, something here is connecting. My topsy-turvy, oh, I'm so passionate about this, you guys. You're not crazy. 
You've just been cut off from yourself. The pain, the hurt, the chaos, the overwhelm, the stress has cut in on you. It's disconnecting you from yourself, from others, which is to be disconnected from God. The minute I disconnect from myself, I am disconnected from God. Why? Because God is with me. God is in me. God is for me. God is leading me. God is drawing me out. And guess what? We step into the land of our enemies. Step in with authority. Put your right foot down. Step into the land of your enemies. With your left foot, go further in. Sing. Breathe. Worship. Yeah, there you are. Welcome home. Welcome home. Now, be sent. Recover. Just recover. Interval's over. We got a couple songs here. I want you to feel present. I'm telling you, I said it a few maybe in my last podcast or two. Listen, I am way in over my head learning about things that I have no degree to learn about, but I'm curious. God, what are you doing when we move our bodies? I know you're doing something. Tell me what you're doing. I need revelation, God. And, uh, as far as science knows right now. Now science is the study of this world and how it works. It's not the study of God. It doesn't mean science can't glorify God. If you wanna glorify God in any realm, that's a, that's a laborer looking for a harvest. You guys think about that. There are so many realms in the world, financial, medical, agricultural, arts, sciences, so many realms that the harvest is plenty. Why? Because few people have gone in to mine the earth looking for the kingdom. Come on, can I get an amen? And my realm happens to be fitness, wellness, this thing that people seek after, this elixir, this fountain of youth, this, this body perfect thing. This, you know, and it's such an experience, right? I feel strong right now. And I think Jesus loves that. <laughs> he goes, exactly, because I've 
You're, you're, you're working your Imago day, your God-given image, your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength right now. <laughs> and you're seeking to find the kingdom. And so something is changing in your brain, changing in your soul. So here's what the science world says, that in order to kind of to integrate the emotional brain, the limbic brain, the early brain, with the reasoning brain, the cognitive brain, it can't be, from what they've studied, it doesn't work just exerting yourself. So remember back in the day, some of the therapists, they would say, beat the pillow, beat the pillow, and people would feel good for a moment, but then nothing changed. And they said after they've looked at that, because they thought that was some good, behavior medicine they realized oh it, it didn't change because it didn't bring their cognitive brain in. it just kind of unleashed their emotional brain punching ah you know going crazy so they decided no there's nothing there because what they found is people that can sit be still and feel their fear and feel their pain that's the entryway, the vestibule into the brain, into the connection of the cognitive brain. So I agree with that 100%, that is true. I think that's the kindness of the Lord to say, sit down. <laughs> but that's, that's a beginning place. Sit down, take a break from it, rest, start from rest. But I have to believe, I don't think God is only there. I think he does something in this work in this rough, tough, hard, I'm walking through the fire, God, and you're asking me to partner with you. You're asking me to come off and out of my comfort zone. And that we can continue that entry into the brain if we keep and stay. I actually think, do you see, I think that's the athlete place to be. That's the most freaky, that's the most incredible athletes in the world. They don't get good at their sport because they're getting revenge on the world. Although we hear that, do we not? Time and time again, we hear that. I saw an ad in the TV of Michael Phelps. You know, we all know he's won a gazillion gold medals. We also know he had a very trying childhood, raised by a single mom, very poor. He was bullied, and so he took to the pool. And he got himself lots of gold medals. So by world standards, they go, that's amazing. Let's do the Michael Phelps program. Whatever he did, I do. I saw him the other day promoting or sponsoring a uh, online mental health service, basically saying, I had to go to therapy. Although I had this all, I, there were parts of me that I had left in the dust. I had to go collect myself and basically trying to take away the stigma for athletes, for people that are like, no, just keep going. He's saying, you gotta do the work. So I'm believing and <laughs> I don't have the money to do a funded science research. I wish I did. But I think if you took, I just, I have a feeling if I had the money, I would take a person <laughs> next to working out, doing the same kind of effort 
and someone that's just focused on the effort, I bet we'll just see their limbic brain light up. But if you put them next and brain scan a person next to them who, who is seeking, who is looking for the Lord, who is leaning in to be shepherded in the hardest moment, I just, just feel that you would, I just have a hunch, a Holy Spirit hunch, that their, their emotional brain would be lit up, but their cognitive would be talking too. And there would be strength of soul, unlike the person that just wasn't looking for the God who made them. Now I want you to start recovering everyone. So, so hear me when I'm saying, you have to practice being still. But you have permission to fire up, to shake out of you all, like the, the punching the pillow thing, but, but with this staying with the Lord. He's with me, he's angry too, he's hurt too, his heart breaks towards this. His heart has always been with me. And he says, hit the pillow, I'm with you, I'm with you. Keep going, I'm the joy set before you. Come on. Because the Father's business is about bringing heaven to earth. To point people towards the kingdom is the job. We are not the point, but we point. I can tell my limbic brain, my pain brain, get up towards the Father. Get up and start reasoning. Get up there. What has God told us? What has His Word said? What is He saying right now? What does He want to do? I can do that and maintain a sheep brain. I want to be a sheep who needs a shepherd. You guys, there is fruit to be gathered and we are the people for the job. Not because we are something special by ourselves, but with God, under His Lordship and leadership, we bring something special. And God is pleased with us. Our specialness comes from God, not people. We get over ourselves to get on with the good work. When we do that, when we get over ourselves to get on with a heart like the Father, few things will feel better than doing what we are called to do. <laughs> A writer must write, a teacher must teach, a problem solver must solve, an accountant must account, a mechanic must fix. These rules give us joy because we aren't defined by them. They are the thing we just naturally do because we are plugged into the source. Our reasoning brain, our emotional brain is fired up. <laughs> Picket, harassed and helpless, or harvesters? What are you gonna be? Choose today, harassed and helpless, 
or harvesters. Holy Spirit, harvest us. Give us a heart, God. Come, let us reason, the Holy Spirit says. I'm signing off, and I want you to reason with him for two minutes. Let him tell you who you are. <laughs> let him shepherd you. And let him give you a vision for your life in a harvest. Thank you, God. Peace be with us. Amen. There's nothing like your love